Welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast. We have the regular brothers in arms. We have Avery. We have Connor. How we doing, boys? We doing good. all right. We good. We actually have a... Uh, it is a very special podcast because we actually have some special guests, some OGs of the show returning back with us for the first time since they... I mean, they've separately been on the show, but this is the first time that both oh. of you have been back on the show together since what? March, April. So we have Adam July and Mr. Gabe, Mr. Buddy Hoff. How are we doing, boys? Doing good, man. It's good to be good to be here, man. <laughs> second week in a, second week in a row. Yeah, so what it do? <laughs> what it do? <laughs> so I want to. So we have a lot of fan bases on this podcast. I'm a 49ers fan. Avery's a Steelers fan. Um, Adam's a Saints fan, and then. We got the the Panthers fan, the Panther Bros, and Connor and Buddy. So I asked you this. That's tough. Yeah, right. I, I've asked you this separately, but I want to hear it on the show. What is realistically your win total that you think for your respective franchise, and what do you think might be your your max, your ceiling? So Avery, I'll start with you. Realistically, for the Steelers, how well do you think that y'all will do in this upcoming season? Realistically, like eight to nine. Wins eight and nine wins. Okay, but what what's like max? Because y'all went on a tear last year with pro- what? Probably what was thir- it? Probably nine in a row, ten in a row. Probably thirteen. Just okay. Of how stacked they are on defense, and they got playmakers. Just okay, depends so on how Ben plays. So eight to nine, realistically thirteen max. What about you, Adam? What about the Saints? Uh, ten to twelve wins. Um, I think the 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 least wins we get will probably be like eight. Just because, like, I mean, I know we have James. I know we got, a, like, a new, you know, transition to quarterback. But, like, I still think we're a really pre- a really good completed team. And we went 8-1 and one the past few years without Drew. And I think that Sean Payton's still, like, a top-tier coach. And I think we'd be fine. So, I'm going to 10 to 12 wins. Um, I think we're going to have a long, like, winning streak like we do every single year again this year. And I can see Jameis doing like twenty-seven and like twelve, yeah, interceptions. Maybe tw- twenty. Maybe like twenty-seven, thirteen. So what's what do you think? So ten to twelve realistically, but what's kind of your max? Max. Yeah. Seventeen wins, baby. Oh my Seventeen gosh. wins hurt. No, no, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um. I'll go max 15 wins. 15 wins. I looked at so our – 15 and 2. I looked I – looked, That's a run. <laughs> I looked at our schedule, and I believe we can pull out 15 wins. Who, who are the two losses? Well, I believe every year the Falcons, no matter who they're playing against, because I think Matt Ryan, uh, I think they're going to get us. And – I don't know. The other one, I just not the Panthers. We're gonna sweep the Panthers this year. What if they go two and seventeen? What What if they lose both times to the Buccaneers? (laughs) See, that's the thing. I don't understand why people are like on the Buccaneers because they won the Super Bowl and kept every single one of their players. First time ever in NFL history. Okay, but I'm in your division (laughs) and I hate them. But okay, but but the thing is, is like valid points. The thing is, is also Tom Brady. There's so many things you can say about that team. It's like, like you could you could honestly say that the reason they made the Super Bowl 
One, Drew Brees had a meltdown. Two, Aaron Rodgers couldn't score in the fourth quarter. And three, both tackles for the Chiefs were gone. They did not look good against the Packers. I, I will say that. In Tom that Brady NFC threw three interceptions game. against the yeah. Packers. How many yeah. interceptions did Aaron Rodgers throw in that game? I mean, yeah. The but same amount of interceptions, I thought, or more. What, no, four turnovers? I, I, I think it was three. But I understand. I mean, it is one of those things where, like, you always got to, like, yes, also, they retained every single starter, but another year is another year older against Tom Brady, against Leonard Fournette, against Mike Evans, against... I, I, will, I will concede to that point, but my counter to that is... What's really good about the Buccaneers and what I like about that team is it feels complete. Their offense is good and their defense is good. And the problem is with the Chiefs, yeah, it's like, okay, we have this higher-powered offense and they had to get better with the line, which is a fair point, but that's football. You have to have positions. Like, your best offensive line, if he gets hurt, it shows to show you, like, a deep bench in basketball or a deep bench in football, like, if like Mike Evans is out, you still got to deal with Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown and all these other people. So you're saying if Tom Brady would have lost, Tom Brady got injured against the Packers in the NFC Championship that the Buccaneers would have won that game in the Super Bowl. If Tom Brady was hurt in the Grand Green Bay game and their backup quarterback was out, no, I don't think they would have won. Josh Rosen, yeah, who who's on the 49ers, he could have won that game. Yeah, I thought it was Blaine Gabbert. I know, it's but I area. I love Josh Rosen. I like Josh Rosen too. So, Connor, I'm, just, I'm, oh, I'm just saying that I'm just saying like yeah, it's a deep, t- it, but like it's very rare that both your tackles are out in one game. That's all I gotta say. All right, so Connor, all right, Panthers. I'm, I would say on the low end, how many games we win last year? Were like five, six, right? Yeah, I I, I would say la- I would say that. Our, our maybe maybe one game better seven, it I think it depends on the health of Christian McCaffrey. Like we did win six games and there was a lot of games that were close and he was out most of the year. So I could see us maybe winning seven to eight games potentially. Like I like our matchup against the Texans. I have no idea what's going on there. We have the Philadelphia, which will be in the air. We usually take one off at least Atlanta or the Buccaneers or the Saints. There's usually one game we'll win at home. Um, we're playing against Washington. I think we're going to lose. So, but this is a strong, this is a tougher schedule for us. We're playing what? The AFC North, your division. So, like, that's a tough division to. No. Nah. Is we, it the NFC or AFC North? I or, think y'all play the NFC North. We don't play y'all. We except play. Except for the preseason. Oh, you, that's the preseason schedule. My bad. I'm looking yeah. at that. We play y'all every preseason. I say maybe low end four, max end 10. Yeah. Because this is a tough year for us. I mean, we're, yeah. we're playing against some tough teams this year. Word. And so the other Panthers fan, uh, yeah. what are we thinking? I'm kind of the same. I got low end four, max nine. Uh, I do think that our offense is going to do really well this year because obviously Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson, they have history together, so he kind of have that chemistry. DJ Moore is going to continue to get better. And then yeah, I really like good. I really like the pickup of J.C. Horn. I didn't really – look at him much in college but from what i've heard and highest what I've rated seen, cornerback ever out of like and like certain metric it was like he was like number one ever and i was like jesus okay yeah, yeah so I, I like that pickup i think he he brings like a uh a swagger that we haven't had since josh norman and dante jackson tried but he's just not yeah he just wasn't big enough so not that guy pal yeah, yeah sit so, down you're not that guy pal you're not yeah, that guy I, I think we'll have some 
I think we'll have some really good wins, but like I said, I think low end four, high end nine. You still got, you know, Brian Burns coming off the edge. Yeah, you also have uh, Baby Barack, our, our first round pick last year did pretty well. You had uh, Jeremy Chin, who was like, he's yeah. moved, and he was like a breakout player. And like, we had three players, two players last year, potentially like rookies of the year. I mean, only really one could have made it, but we all knew it was going to be the dude from Washington. But, yeah. you know, hopefully that defense solidifies. And we also picked up Terrence Marshall Jr. from LSU, and he mm-hmm. knows Joe Brady. So, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that Sam Donald's an upgrade. And if Christian McCaffrey can stay healthy, which I'm upset that we're moving to turf, um, that's something I'm not a big fan of. Why? Is that? Uh, well, the thing is, since it's a dual-use stadium, uh, David oh, Tepper said, "Like I want to have concerts here. I'm going to have a uh, a soccer team here, and and uh, we don't want to mess up the grass. But I'm not going to be surprised if like we're going to see a lot more injuries on the Panthers team. Of like, turf does like its studies have proven yeah. that turf will like this this San Francisco 49ers lost their entire season at the jet at the at the Jet Stadium because like the turf was turf, terrible. Yeah. So like I hate that David Tepper outdoor field." Yeah, David David Tepper better drop the nicest amount of money to get the best turf out there. I want like, I don't care. I want the I want premium turf. I don't know if that exists. Premium turf. I don't know whether y'all ever play football on turf, but I absolutely hated football on turf. It sucks. It, it did not. It's slippery. Yeah, I, I've played on it. It wasn't too bad. I I tell you what, it was like, <laughs> it was one of those things where the. The pellets get all up in your shoes. If you fall, it's not like it grass where it hurts. Like it is not a good time. I had um, we had turf at Garinger um, when we played there, and then at Porter Ridge they had turf. Um, so I played it a couple of times, but it was not a fun experience. But for for my Forty ers team, um, see the problem that we're gonna have is I think we're gonna be a good team. Genuinely, I do. We're in the best division. We, we do have the best division. I mean, you're looking at the Rams with Matthew Stafford. You're looking at – I would – I think – I don't know. Who is I think that North and AFC uh, – I, I think that we the, have – Yeah, but you still got the Steelers potential and a decline in the Bengals. You got I don't four think teams. the Bengals – I think that all four – I think that all four NFC West teams are going to be in contention for the playoffs. I don't think that the Bengals will be in contention yet. Um, I think that they might go – Six, seven wins this we hope year. The best keep for Joey on, B. keep yeah. on getting better. You don't keep have on to going be nice forward. To my team, it's okay. If you I, I don't know. I don't know how your team will do. I think realistically, Dwayne Haskins will get Redemption eight and, Tour, eight and eight and nine, something like that. Yeah. Um, but your defense is still solid. Yeah. So. The I mean, TJ Watt is going to yeah. be good. I think, um, and I think that Charlotte kid, um, he, he's he's going to be a solid too. represent. Yeah. I think y'all are going to. Y'all have the best division like last three years. You got Seattle. Yeah, if, and- if if Cliff Kingsbury does not make it, I mean Cliff Kingsbury did walk into the toughest division. Will we see him? Is he on the chopping block this year? If if no. if the Cardinals do not perform this year very well, is he going to get fired next year? No. I, I think that they're – because he's a young coach, I think they're going to have to give him leeway. And so I see two, three more years. But, I mean, you look look at the Cardinals. I mean, they just added J.J. Watt. They have D-Hop. They have Ky- Kyler Murray, who's going to continue to keep on getting better. Larry um, Fitzgerald might come back another year. No, he retired, no. I thought. I he's have, not official. So he's like – he said something. In, he said something in like April, and I ain't hear nothing else about it. We'll continue with the Niners. So, uh, Cardinals, Rams, 
you still got the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. Um, you got DK, who's going to continue to get better. Um, and because of that, I think that realistically, I'm going that we get 10 wins. Um, I think that we're going to be a good team, but 10 and 7, I think that we always drop a game to the Cardinals. We're always going to drop a game to the Seahawks. And I think that realistically, we're going to drop a game at least to the Rams as well. Um, and we're supposed to be going against the NFC North, which is the Packers, the Lions, um, the Vikings. And the Packers, if Aaron Rodgers is quarterback, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But they're going to be dangerous. Um, Y'all play the, the AFC North too. I, I know that we – oh, Jesus Christ. you got to play the Ravens, Browns, Steelers, and Bengals. All right, this is going to be great. I this believe. is going to be great. I saw the Bengals. I didn't see the Steelers. So, though. my question to all of you is the two questions I have. One, give me a percentage on Aaron Rodgers playing in Green Bay. And two, this is the first time we have a 17-game season. Do we think there's going to be sort of an NBA situation of – we're going wrong. to see a high amount of injuries this year, and we'll see a lot of harumphing about the 17-game season. Do you think, you know, like we will revisit this next year of like the play is bad or, or we think that something is going to adversely affect the game going into the latter half of the 17, I guess? So I'll, I'll answer the second question first. Um, I think that realistically – we might have more injuries because a lot of the times the 16-game season, people are limping to the edge yeah. with the 16-game season. Um, if there are more injuries, I think there could be. Um, I don't think that we'll get away with the 17 games. I think that they'll instate uh, another bye week. Do you, would um, that be okay? I mean, it'd be 18 weeks. It, it, would, be, it would be 18 weeks, but, like, realistically, what rush do we have? Like, yeah. I mean, you go into – mid to late February instead of the first week of February for the Super Bowl. Like, there, there's really not a whole lot of, like, rush for it. Um, and extending your 17 weeks to 18 weeks, like, to me, that's not that big of a deal. Um, but I truly do think that we might see more injuries. Um, maybe not, like, severe, like, super, super severe injuries, but I think that you'll see – nicks and cuts and bruises and sprained ankles and sprained whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that we're going to see that next year just because 17 games is different than 16 games. Um, and the cardio that you have to have for 17 games is very different than the cardio you have to have for 16 games. Um, but to answer your second question, I honestly think... Because didn't he beat Tom Brady in the... Yes, he did. Um, I honestly think if, if you're looking for a percentage, I'm actually going about 50-50. Um, I think that as time has gone on, I I actually think it's more optimistic. Um, I read something the other day that he could have opted out and kept most of his most of his salary, um, but he did not opt out. Um, and the deadline to opt out was I think July second. Um, and so with him not opting out, he's not completely burned that bridge. Um, but I don't think he wants to leave because he's been there for so long. And I think that it will tarnish his reputation. Yeah. But um, I, I still think it's 50-50 because, like I've said on this show multiple times, they've done him dirty. They've screwed him over. Um, and so if I was Aaron Rodgers, I might do it. And, like, Aaron Rodgers might be learning from Love Bell of, like, just because you Greg opt Sanders out. Yeah, just because you opt out doesn't mean that you're automatically going to come back and be who the best that you were. But yeah. what do you all think? Well, with that, like, that talk right there, with that topic right there, you're talking about quarterback 
and running back. Like, if Aaron Rodgers like, takes a year off to do whatever he wants to do, like if he wants to go like pursue the Jeopardy host, if he wants to, <laughs> if he wants to just chill and go to like the Milwaukee games or anything, like I think he'll be fine. We're talking about a running back that was 27 at the time, but he's 38. That I think that Aaron Rodgers is still in prime prime. You know, okay. I was just wondering if age would make a factor in we've out. seen players getting older and older i don't think it's as much of a factor as it used to be i also think that he was a terrible jeopardy host by the way i think he was too dry and boring so i'm I mean, on the lavar burton train of getting him to host jeopardy that's just the camp that i'm in just wanted to address sure. that i think they should just stop jeopardy period i think if, when al Trebek passed away i think they should just discontinue the jeopardy show well, but dang. screw trivia Alex, no one will ever replace Alex Trebek. This is an Alex Trebek memorial podcast right now. Moment of silence. Uh, Wheel of Fortune's also garbage. Um, I want y'all to know. <laughs> Wheel of Fortune oh, is hot garbage. Dumping on my old childhood. But, um, Adam, what do you think? But do you think that he'll, he'll come back? Do you so give think me a percentage. 17, percentage. Per- 17 games? And if he goes to the Saints, are you Super Bowl winners? Yes. Yeah. What? Okay. Um... I don't know. I don't know. My big thing is this: the fact that like the Titans got Julio Jones with, with like I believe a second and a third, which I think they that's also, I think that's pretty much what he's worth. I just don't understand why the Packers couldn't give up a second or a third or two I seconds th- or a first something something to really help because I think if Julio went with Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, like they would have been really good. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be with Jacob fifty fifty. I'm not really sure like what really going on like. I haven't really heard any, like, big trade talks with it, really. I just keep hearing the Broncos, 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 but I'm not seeing anything move. So, I'm going to go with Jacob 50-50. Um, the 17-game thing, the one thing I really want to know is, is, like, if a team has, like, 15 wins, are they going to are they gonna set their starters for week 16, week that, 17? That, that's what I was going to say. And, like... And then if they have like the first round by, that's three weeks, almost a month, where your your players are not, you know, not going. Yeah, I was I was gonna say that too, because I mean, <clears throat> obviously, if you have the first seat locked up, you're gonna want to rest your starters. Yeah. But yeah, if you have that by, I mean, you're looking at potential rust, and I mean, you you never know what could happen with. I mean, rest is always good, but you, I mean, you never know what could happen. You're not going to be fresh. So, you know, that, that's something that, that's the main thing that I was going to say also about that. But with the Aaron Rodgers thing, I think it's 50 50 also. I haven't really been keeping up with him. I saw him playing golf the other day, but other than that, I haven't really been keeping up with him. But you <laughs> I notice how, uh, I don't mean to change the subject to Tom Brady, but this man is. Totally broke out of character now that he's in Florida. Also, Tom Brady sucks at golf. I don't know. He is 0-2 in these golf games. Yeah, I Phil, don't know if anybody's noticed yeah, that. Phil is seven, seven rings, uh, but 0-2 against Peyton. He did and not beat the throat goat that won the July 4th. Hello? Um, the, the throat goat? Oh, the the, the uh, hot dog eating contest. The, the, sun's was, po- the sun's girl? I was so Avery, what do you what what do you think about the Joey whole Dunn. Aaron Rodgers situation? And Joey like Chestnut wins for the fourteenth time. He's fourteen. Fourteen time goblin. Cha- he's the Glizzy Gobbler champion. Apparently, hit, like if you put all of the hot dogs that he's eaten and stacked them against one another, it's higher than the uh, 
the Statue of Liberty. So you guys know I can't watch those eating contests. No, it's disgusting. Like I'm like, hell no, I'm gonna throw up. Like it's and then especially when they dip it in water and they st- oh can't. One, one time on a thousand ways to die, there was a <laughs> don't tell me, don't tell me. <laughs> this girl died because she she used to like when like these hot dog eating contest people would throw up on her and she she died on the throw up. From ingesting it, yeah. So they, she wanted to like essentially baby bird it. Oh, and, oh and, and she died, gross. she choked on it. Okay, moving all right. On. So, Aaron Rodgers, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say like 60%. That's 60%. I feel like things are good. <laughs> slowly healing, but not my brain after hearing the baby bird thing. Baby bird. I asked about uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers and congratulating Joey Chestnut for winning the hot dog eating contest. Not that. Avery, oh, uh, give me a give me a percentage of. Uh, he just said sixty. I said 60. Oh, 60? My yeah. bad. I didn't hear him. <laughs> I was blocking out what uh, Jacob was saying about you're good, the you're good. 60%, thousand ways to die. Sixty percent. I would say forty. Um, forty okay. leaning towards him playing. I think that. Uh, he's fed up and he's tired, and I don't think that we're in an era anymore where it's the team over the player. I think it's um, like with basketball players are getting more and more power over their organization. Now, the Sean Watson situation is completely different. I have no idea what's going on with that, so I won't comment on that one. But I think um, Aaron Rodgers, 40%, and I do think the reason why that the Green Bay didn't sign over Julio Jones is because I think it's two things. I don't know if they had enough money for it, but they're all doing this cap magic BS that like cap doesn't matter anymore. But on Dude, top of that, Mickey I, Loomis for yeah, that's that's cap. That's a cap god. Yes, they but got eleven million dollars right now. So I also think that it's it's a bending of the knee thing. Where like if they bent to Aaron Rodgers and like they bent to his will, pressure, and power of like I want this, then it might send a precedent to like other organizational members in the Packers, maybe like Devontae Adams starts demanding things. Well, you listen to Aaron Rodgers. Why won't you listen to me? I'm like, you could start making that argument. And I don't think it could happen that way, but I think that maybe the league or like the other owners were like, hey, you cannot bend to Aaron Rodgers because if you do, then our players will start coming to us and asking for things. And then that might set a weird precedent. I don't think that was the problem. The problem was they never talked to him about anything they were planning to do. And it's, a difference between bending the knee to Aaron versus just not talking to your franchise quarterback about any decisions and then him getting pissed. No, I agree. Now I, I do have a question actually for Adam. Cause I know Adam, you know, you probably know the most football out of all of us. Um, how does dead cap work? Because like, I know that. So the Steelers have like, they, they don't have, I think they're, like in the minus for money or they don't have a lot of money, but next year they're supposed to be like the number one in cap space. So like, how does that happen? So dead cap is when you, I think, I believe it's when you guarantee a player's uh, uh, amount of money and then you trade them and you still have to, you still have to give them that money, even though they've been traded. So that's, that's where you don't have that. So the new team doesn't have to pay. It depends on the trade. For example, when Tennessee traded for Julio, they agreed to pay, his salary. So when we traded Teddy Bridgewater to the Broncos, we agreed to pay like seven or eight million of the money he had left on his contract. So the Panthers are still paying Teddy Bridgewater's salary next year. So once that's up, we then get that. We ultimately get that seven million back. It's and, and that'd be the dead cap. Another example: when Carson got traded to the Colts, the dead the dead money, the dead money there 
was like $54 million that they owed him. They had to pay him that money before he left Philadelphia. And they're probably going to still be paying him. For then honestly, why would you – like if you're the Eagles, why would you even – Trade him if because you're you if you're gonna the, have to pay for the contract anyway. Money in the next years, and and you don't have that toxicity in your locker room. And it's gonna be a problem if you have a new quarterback who you're not really sure about, and he's not sure if you have you have franchise quarterback still on the team. It's like having Tim Tebow as a backup. It's like people want to see him play back when he was playing, like even at the Jets, at the Broncos. At that the was Eagles. a big problem because it's like Cam Newton being your backup. Once your starter starts to suck. They're demanding the backup to play because he's that good and that big of an ego, or not ego, but that big of like a uh, a player. Yeah. So if Carson Wentz is sitting on your bench and you're sucking, do you throw him back in there? And then he's not happy. Then you have like instability in the locker room and stuff like that. Like players who go, I don't like this. I still want Carson to play. And then just cut your loss, send him out, and not have to worry and about. And it. it's a fresh start for both teams. And I believe that's also why Nick Foles in Chicago is still a bear because. His debt money is, I think, I believe it's more than. Yeah, he's got what, seventy million. Yeah, I it's think. like more than what Carson is, and you're not gonna trade somebody like for a seventh round pick and lose seventy million dollars in cap. You're that's, just not gonna do that's that. That's insane to me. Yeah. So. so like, where did y'all's dead cap come from? Like, who did y'all trade away? Or like, A. B. Martavis, Lev, mm, and that, um, that right, those three right there, they all had huge contracts. Players. Also, it's players that get released or cut. So, like, they get released, but their contracts are still active, so those teams pick up those contracts, mm, stuff that, like that. But also, tough. like, what's it called? Like, when you let a free agent go or something, I think you get consolidarity picks and cash considerations, too, or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, I think if you, like, release a player. And the way the Steelers backload their contracts is, like, all their players that are on right now in the last years, all their money is, like, guaranteed. So, all the money for – other contracts that wasn't guaranteed is freed up. No, I feel you. Kevin Colbert. Also, I think that there's some aspects of paying players. So, for example, when Luke Keekley retired out of the blue, whatever money he had left on his contract, the Panthers were like, we'll still pay you for the contract. So, like um, – Which I think that is a problem because the Colts did the exact same thing with Andrew Luck. And it's like, yeah, we love what you've done for the organization and things, but you guys are not – you're not on the team anymore. We have to pay people to replace you. Yeah. So, why are we paying you all this I money? I mean, I also think it's part of a. Uh, it just uh, depends on the team. Like, a, I mean, yeah. Andrew Luck retiring. Like, I'm sure the also the, the Colts have like the most. Like, they're on a mountain of cash. But um, for the Panthers, it's like it's you want your best players to go out well because then like other players see that. Like how we handled Cam's situation with him leaving, I think left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth of like, mm, do I want to go to the Panthers? They kind of cut him. They didn't really tell him what was going on. Do I really want to go play for that organization who has been crappy? It's like. When you get sent to, like, you used to get sent to the Browns or the Lions. It's like, oh, you're sending me to die. <laughs> like, this is, where my, this is where my career goes. They don't treat their players very well. The Oregon is, is like, getting traded to Washington under Dan Snyder was, like, you know, nice. we're hiding cancer from your players. People don't want to play for you. But if they see that, hey, Luke Keekley was a great player. He had somebody left on his contract. He retired out of the blue. If I do the same, I, I will never get mad at people who still try to get paid. Because yeah. that's it's like if I quit teaching because of something happened and the school was like screw you, like I'd be like oh that kind of sucks like I worked hard but they're like oh we'll pay your salary the rest of you to basically like a gift of like you worked hard for us yeah I think that gives a good sign and a good charisma to but the team. But that doesn't that's just being courteous like that doesn't do anything for Garinger High School or CMS like if you quit 
we have to pay the rest. Let's say if it's early in the year, if we got to pay $35,000 to you still, that makes no sense. Well, Listen. maybe not my position, but in football. But, yeah, period. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. So, also kind of pivoting away from football a little bit, we also had the finals, um, game one of the finals that happened last night, oh, yeah. um, in which we saw the Phoenix Suns defeat uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, who at this point last week was still going against the Clippers. Uh, I'm sorry, um, was the still Hawks. going against the 76ers, correct? Hawks. The Bucks. I'm sorry. The, the Bucks Hawks. were going against the Hawks. Um, I'm getting all confused, okay. um, but Get yes, your shit together. The, the the Bucks had defeated the Hawks, um, and now the uh, Phoenix Suns defeated the Bucks last night by 13. Um, we saw DeAndre and Chris Paul um, and Devin Booker go for 81 um, collectively. Um, Chris Paul. Chris Paul went for 32. 32 points, four rebounds, nine assists, and one steal, while Giannis went for 20 points, 17 rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. I tell you what, though. I think DeAndre Aiden's the next big man. Like, I said it last week, but I think that he's going to be the kind of like the bam. Like, this man literally had 19 rebounds yesterday, had 22 points. Like, he is... He may not be ever the shack of, like, go for 30, 40, 50 points, but... He's a young Andre Drummond. He he is a young Andre Drummond, and I would argue that he might even be a little bit more of an... more athletic than Andre, Andre Drummond. Drummond. Yeah, because Andre Drummond had, like, 20 rebounds, but he would only go for, like, 15, 20 points, whereas, like, he would go... I mean, we're, we're talking about DeAndre Aiden going for... 25 points a game. Um, but And he has a jumper. Yeah, and he has a jumper. Wet. And he can shoot free throws, which uh, Andre Drummond could not. You know who also couldn't? Ben Simmons. Um, oh, yeah. Bitch. You're not going to talk about Ben. <laughs> Slander. Ben Simmons sucks. I, I've, we've talked about this. Slander him. Well, not you. Slander Ben Simmons. You're ben Simmons. Ben. Overrated. I would trade him for a bag of jelly beans. I, we've talked about this, but jelly beans. So, <laughs> right now, all right. I want to. I want to hear each one of your picks. Um, Suns are up one zero. Who do you have winning in how many games? I got home teams winning out. So, I got the Suns winning the first two, Bucks winning the next two, and then Suns, Bucks, and then Suns again. So Suns and seven. Yeah, I mean the. That you can like this game like was a perfect example of playoff basketball because you can't like you can't just simply because teams can prepare for you and you could tell that the Suns prepared for Giannis clearly because even though Giannis still had twenty and however many he had I mean that's an average game for Giannis you know Giannis is a player that has consistently averaged thirty and at least twelve per game throughout this playoffs and he only put a put up 11 shots last yeah, night he was so, too, too passive yeah and also it the the bucks just have no answer for their pick and roll because when you have one of the smartest players to ever play the game in chris paul and then someone who's been learning under him since the offseason and devin booker of how to run that pick and roll with deandre ayton and then everyone can shoot yeah everyone can shoot i mean the bucks if the bucks don't shoot well they they don't have an answer and i can't see them beating the suns I mean, I still see it going seven, but I just – if they play the way they did in game one, 
I wouldn't be surprised if it is over in five games. Uh, the well, quick thing I'm going to say is, well, looking, the Bucks actually had a higher three-point percentage than the Suns. I mean, the Bucks had were 44% from the field. And, I mean, the Suns weren't, like, that far behind, but it's still 32. So that's a pretty big difference of, like, hey, like, yeah, the threes are amazing when you can get them, but sometimes – even with Chris Paul, his two points are going to kill you. If consistently getting those two points every single time and not turning the ball over, that's a big deal. Well, the thing it seemed like last night was the transition. I think the Suns are just way faster than the Bucks getting down the court. And, like, I think that Chris Paul as well, just, like, like I think he, I think he like, accounted for, like, 54 points. Okay, the 54 points, like, that's a lot of points you're scoring and assisting on, like, I just think he's just literally completely flipped a team completely on their head. Like, they're really good. I mean, uh, Booker last night called him the best leader or best captain, like, ever play the game. Now, I don't know if that's, like, the the best analogy, but, like, he arguably is. In my mind, he has solidified that he's at least top five, if not top three point guards of all time. Pause. We're talking about leaders. You said Michael. I'm just saying Michael is going to take that personally. He obviously yeah. Michael punched my- Steve Kerr in the face. Because <laughs> <laughs> of what he named his son. This is my leadership, bitch. I'm punching you in the face and you're not going to like it. But did you have something to say? Yeah, I, w- I was going to talk about like the Suns are faster than the Bucks. In reality, like the Bucks can are capable of keeping up with the Suns in fast breaks. But when you have a bit like every- if you watch DeAndre Ayton, as soon as, like, he gets the rebound, he throws it to Chris Paul. He's gone. He's sprinting. Like, and you don't see a lot of big men doing that anymore. That's how you get easy buckets yeah. in the game of basketball because – They're just better coached. Yeah. You know who will get a ring if the Suns win? Frank Kaminsky. Frank Kaminsky. Big tank. Frank the I'm tank. Do you know what Frank Kaminsky did last night? He played four minutes. Do you Two. know his stat line? Zero for three. Zero for zero. Didn't take a shot. No rebounds, no assists, no points, just no out, fouls. Just out there running. <laughs> <laughs> he just run up and down the court. Did he but touch the ball? Connor, so we heard that you're yeah, he – we heard Buddy say, Suns in seven, who would you – what is your prediction? I still think Giannis is somewhat hurt. Um, and, that's a, yeah. and that's a big deal um, because, yes, they needed him to play. I think the Bucks needed Giannis to play. That's like a big – that's your best player. That's like a big impact on the court. Yes, I know there was those debates like, the Bucks played better without him. They they had a better system. Yes, that's true. But I think that like the team and, and everything. So if, if Giannis I think is still sort of hurt, I still think the Suns are going to win three games. I think the Bucks will win one. And then I think the Suns will take it four to one. Um, I could see it so potentially going, going to six, but I don't think we're going to seven. Mm. So you're going Suns in five, realistically? Yeah, I mean, I think they played really well. I mean, it showed, like, they, they had answers for Giannis, and if he's not 100% still, you're going to need him going off. Me? Oh, I'm probably the only person who says Bucks in seven. Mm. Would you like to uh, – what do you think is I, going to elevate the Bucks over the Suns? I think if they can clean up their defense – like they did against every team they've beaten so far and adjusted and changed their game plan a little bit. Stop putting Brooke Lopez on the pick and roll because <laughs> he can't defend it. We saw that against the Hawks. They nailed like every floater over his head. 
and if your role players step up, Giannis could be hurt, and like he said, he's a big presence, but he can't be as passive as he was. He's got to either take over or facilitate. Or facilitate. Like, even if you're not scoring, like, you got you to gotta pass the rock well, around. They need his defense because he's huge. Yeah, and that's the thing is that Giannis, like, one of his biggest strengths is because he's the Greek freak. Yeah. When he drives the lane, you have to crash. And, and he that opens him up to hitting a corner three with Chris Middleton or um, Drew Holiday or somebody like that. I, but I think they were the second best defensive rated team after the Knicks. Yeah. And I also think they're going to hit the boards harder than the Suns. So it comes, I, for me, I'm like, I like old school ball. So I think if they control the glass and pace of the game. They can they can win in seven. So you're so you're going Bucks in seven. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Adam, what is your take? I am going Suns. I'm either going Suns in four and five. I just think Chris Paul is just like a second coach on the floor. I think that Giannis, and this is why this is what like people say like all oh, like players they run the NBA, but at the end of the day. Organizations still run in in the NBA. It's a little bit because the fact that like the fact that like they like the fact that they put they push that man out there when I honestly don't think he should have been playing last night. Which I mean, it's great that he put twenty and thirteen up or whatever like that. It's great that you know Joel and B still play. Uh, torn meniscus. Yeah, Joel and B he still play with torn meniscus. Like that's great and all, but like. Why are we forcing our stars out there? I, it's not. It's just like, oh, we gotta get the ring this year. We gotta get this ring this year. What's wrong about getting the ring like next year or the year after that? Like you're putting your players in jeopardy. And like Andre Iguodala, this is the reason why he's not a warrior right now. Is he dead? Up, he he dead ass said it like on an interview. The Warriors organization pushed Kevin Durant out on to play to play like, that game in the defensive finals, and he ruptures Achilles instead of just holding him out, not even having him out there at all. And playing with Steph, Draymond, and Clay, they put him out there, and he missed the whole year. Yeah, you mean that could like affect a lot of things. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just like I said, I don't think Giannis should be out there. And I think like the Bucks, they are a good team. They still could be a four or five seed in the East without Giannis, but the Suns are just better. I think they're faster. Brooke Lopez, yeah. Keep his ass on the bench because he cannot. <laughs> he can't. He just can't play defense and like. He just can't guard a pick and roll. And people put they put Brook Lopez out there because they hope like the big man can't go to the perimeter. They try to like have the big man go to the perimeter and have the lane open, but like DeAndre Aiden can go to the perimeter and like defend, defend the perimeter it. a little bit. Like, and so I I don't know. I I just I just don't see the Bucks. I think they like. Barely beat the Hawks, even though they beat them in six. I think they barely beat them. Like they barely beat the Nets. Like I just, I just, and the Suns. They've had decisive wins these this playoffs, these playoffs. So I think I got the Suns doing it. Yeah, yeah, and I I agree with keeping Brook Lopez on the bench because even when the the Suns were going against the Clippers, Tyloo made the adjustment and played small, and they found success in doing that. So if you put Giannis at the five I mean Chris Paul can obviously still sauce up Giannis because yeah. Giannis isn't really a perimeter defender he's more no. of like a paint protector yeah. but like I mean that'll still stop some of that you know razzle dazzle that Chris Paul does and then Giannis can stretch out and contest that mid-range shot that he likes to do so 
it's just Mike Budenholzer. He's stubborn. He doesn't make adjustments. Yeah, I think so. that's why if they don't win this, he gonna be on the unemployment line. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. Like to I be that close, he got rid of him. Yeah, to be that close every single year, and then not and not do it. Yeah, like he's that's, not a bad coach. He's just like always there, but never gets it. No, I feel yeah. you. Yeah, bridesmaid never the uh, bride. Um, so I would. I'm probably going with Suns and six. Um, I'm close to going Suns and seven. I think that the Suns will pull it out. Um, but I think that Avery hit the nail on the head. The defense is the most important part of the Bucks. Um, and I think that last night the defense wasn't that great. Um, and I think that they're going to be able to limit some games where they're going to limit. Uh, D book, they're going to limit DeAndre Aiden. They're going to limit Chris Paul. Maybe not all three at the same time, but when three of your guys scored 81 of your 113 last night, like that shows to me that maybe you're not as, I mean, don't get me wrong. Those three guys are incredible, but that shows me that if the whole rest of the team's only scoring 40 points, like that might not, that might be a cause of concern. Um, and it's one of those things where, like, LeBron, Chris Bosh, D-Wade, like, those three should be scoring. Kyrie, KD, uh, James Harden, those three should be scoring a lot of the points. But um, well, when we're talking know. about depth, I don't know. If, I think that the Bucks are a little bit more deeper than the Suns. Um, but I think that overall, I, I agree with what you're saying, Adam. Um, overall, like, the Suns have been decisive, and they have adapted. Um, and so I think I think they're going to win out in six or seven. Um, but I think that the Bucks are going to put up a fight for sure. Would would you not say that like I know you're saying like they they scored the 81 on the three players, but like like that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go with your hot hand. You're supposed to go with your star players. Yeah. Like, and like I don't know. You said like LeBron, D Wade, and Chris Bosh, like. Really, you could compare these big three with that big three. Like, you have a great passer. You have an all-time player in Chris Paul. You have probably a top shooting guard like Devin Booker. I mean, like D-Wade was. You have Devin Booker. And you have a top big man in DeAndre Aiden. Like, they're not – I mean, you could – I'm not saying that, like – I'm not saying they're head-to-head, but they're closer than what people think. You know what I mean? So – No, I feel you. No, I – yeah, I – I, I I get what you're saying. It's just one of those things where I, I always worry about depth because, like, we've seen multiple times, especially in the NBA this season, injuries can derail all season, a whole series, so on and so forth. Darius um, Sautrick, he tore his ACL last night. He's a really big piece for them. Oh, really? he tore his ACL? Mm-hmm. Oh. I didn't know that. Man. Yeah, I didn't know that either. That's probably why Frank played. Yeah, that's why Frank – y'all know Frank wasn't playing no minutes. And then one more thing about the depth real quick. The Bucks, like earlier in the playoffs, a lot of people forget they lost Dante DiVincenzo, which is a solid defender for them who they could have thrown at Chris Paul or D-Book. So that that's kind of something that a lot of people forget Say about. But Say it again, Dante who? DiVincenzo. Okay, 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 okay. There, there you okay, go, okay. bro. <laughs> so Dante also kind of also going on in sports right now, um, we also got to talk about Shikari Richardson. Um she was a Olympic runner. She had just finished. She had won her heat She's and like was going fourth fastest woman on earth. Yeah, she was. She was going to the Olympics, but um, she got caught sm- 
or she tested positive for smoking pot, um, for cannabis use. Um, and so I wanted to hear kind of y'all's opinion because I feel like us in the USA, um, I feel like weed is kind of on its way to becoming legalized. And so should she have not been punished? Because when, when it happened, she was in Oregon, which is completely legal. Um, and so I don't know if that changes things, but it's one of those things too, Welcome where like Mary Jane, we're not talking about just the United States. We're, We're talking, talking about, about the, world. the World Olympics. And so I, I, I can, I can kind of see both sides of this, but I wanted to hear your guys' thoughts on it. I can understand. She apologized, and she came out to say that she had lost her grandmother, I believe, or some mother, uh, someone in her family, um, and that she was using it for stress relief and control and Yes, I am under the camp of if it can help you, it helps you. Like, that has been proven to relieve stress and all that stuff. And I think that, yes, she was in Oregon. It's legal. But the problem is you're dealing with the world anti-doping agency. Uh, WADA, I think. Um, and the problem is, yes, even if you're, even if you're using uh, it recreationally in the United States, if you're going to go to the Olympics and you're under that organization, you're in trouble. Like, the NFL, if you're tested positive for you know, weed or, or any other performance enhancing drug, you can't usually go and say, but I was in Florida and this and performance enhancers legal. It's like, well, we understand where you are. It's legal. You have to abide by another sort of rules because you're in like an organization that goes across the much bigger than just Florida. I do think that, yes, it should be legalized. That is my opinion. But I think one of my weird takes from this is, a lot of backlash happened in America about this. And I can understand why. It's very popular here in the States. Heck, we have a whole day for it. 420, blaze it up. But I think the issue is, if she's allowed in, which she has been left off of the team, and apparently it would expire her... It's just a relay that she was selected for. I think yeah, she it was their selected. sport that... The, the event that she was going to do, it took place after her suspension was going to end but she was going to be suspended technically during the Olympics or like she could have competed technically. I think it was put in a very weird spot because America is a very big country, very strong country, very like internet presence. If someone from like a smaller country like Latvia was busted for this and they let someone in from an American team in, they're going to have to let it in for everybody. And I think that, yes, should we have a debate on whether or not league should be legal in sports? I didn't really play sports when I was a kid or play sports now, so I am not the best expert on this. But I think that since it's the world, American values are important to me, but you can't project onto the rest of the world like that. People complain about it that, you know, we, we, get, our, we get our business in other people's problems. So if America starts pushing rules onto the Olympics – it's like, well, should we have a right or power to do that? Because let's say, for example, I someone- think we should because <laughs> no, seriously, no, no, seriously. No, don't I, get me wrong. I want America to win. Every I mean, game. we're the we're the number one money makers for y'all. That's what I'm y'all, saying. Y'all better put some respect on yeah, our name. We saying. have the most gold. So like, like yeah, take, but- take America away from the Olympics. America's not watching. And that's at least 100 million people watching. Well, if you take America from the Olympics, it is not a world thing anymore. It is a Europe thing. Because you're talking we about. We are the Western because, Hemisphere. Well, you're talking about like. Hey, the Jamaican bobsle- bobsled team did beat the U.S. But you're talking about like. Sorry, America I take that back. We that, did have America, one. America, that is. I'm sorry, we did have one Brazilian. Hey, 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 hey. 
Well, that's South America, not North America. But you're talking about America, who has the most, that's the countries that has the most presence in the world. Southwestern. Like, you're not going to yes. have them in the Olympics? Yes, like, but what I'm saying is America's not going to back out. But let's say, for example, someone in China or someone in Japan was busted for marijuana, and the people there yeah, on site, um, and those people fought and tried to get them into the Olympics with the same type of with the same type of um, same type of circumstance and they didn't get in and you let her in that's a double standard and I don't like double standards so if you are going to let her in you need to revisit your marijuana rules and say it but at the same time I think that it's a mistake and yes do I think that as a society we go we understand but at the same time you know this could escalate because the problem is there is a doping problem in the Olympics. Russia was basically banned from it for the last one because like so many of their players were doping and they were avoiding the rules. And the reason why we have these rules in the Olympics is because people take advantage of them because it's like, Oh, why can't I have like alcohol while I'm at work? Well, because there's people dumber than me who make terrible mistakes and they mess up in Germany. You can have alcohol at work. It's a completely normal thing over there because those individuals are responsible. But I guarantee you, if I told you that you could show up with alcohol at some workstations, you're getting people hammered and drunk. So we have to have the rules because it's like, well, it's not to punish you. It's just idiots out there will break the rules. And yes, I think marijuana is the lowest level of it. But I could imagine someone trying to use, oh, my grandma died and I thought about using crack cocaine. That's like my stress relief. And people are going like, oh, well, let's not do that because that's a hundred million times worse than marijuana. But he would then have that stupid argument of, oh, but you did this person. It's like, all right, because there's people like that in the world that are like that, you know. Oh, but mine's just the same. And it's like, it's not. Thank you for making your argument, but it's not going to work that way. But what I don't understand about that argument is this. Okay. So if Jacob used HGH for his for cool. his two hundred, what what? HGH is for thyroid. Well, but whatever. Uh, if Jacob uses a steroid, period, for let's say his 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 freestyle swimming, that's a problem because he's enhancing himself. If somebody uses crack, how is that enhancing him? Dude, have you seen pitchers through no hitters on LSD and like See, running backs on crack I, cocaine I, I, run I agree, faster and harder? I agree with what Adam's saying though, like. Marijuana, I know that we're talking about drugs, and I know we're talking about like it, probably one of the most controversial drugs. But it In isn't. It isn't a performance enhancer. Yeah, if only, you're going, if you're going steroids and you're doing powerlifting, yeah, I the understand. The only why argument people, I've heard about marijuana is this: in sports, it's stressful. If you're on a 50 meter race and you're running, you're stressed out of your mind. You're waiting for that gun to go off for you to run. It's a stressful environment. You waited your entire life for this. Everyone's feeling stress at different levels. But if I take marijuana and it takes my stress away, you're ultimately maybe affecting how good you if, because if I took if I took a shot I think we're before reaching. if I took a shot of whiskey or alcohol before I I ran a race, I guarantee you that n- you would never find out about it. And it would take my stress away, which you just said, but Nobody would care about it, but because it has marijuana to a certain extent has this negative connotation. I, I understand. I like that's I said, I see argument, both sides to it. That's the only argument I've seen about it is the fact that like it takes away stress, it takes away other factors. No, yes, I think personally, 
athletes should be able to use marijuana whenever they want. It's just during the event, you cannot be under the influence of anything. Because I think it should be a pure, like, football should be like, yes, you have pain. You can take marijuana once the game's over. But during the game, don't do any drugs. Don't do anything. You know, drink your Gatorade or whatever. And then after that, sure, go for it. You can smoke your pot because, yes, it's – I think I saw something out there that, like, Brett Favre used to take, like, a month worth of pain medication in two days. Like, this is not healthy for players. But I think that anything, anything can affect you. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I think that during an event, I don't know, I, I, it's one of those really weird, I think, like, it's a slippery slope thing of, like, okay, let's allow marijuana, like, well, then what's, I think it should be allowed. But I think since it's a world thing, you're dealing with different factors of it, I guess. In American sports, sure, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't know how, like, how it feels, because I've, I've never used it, but, you know, I. no but um you know all the people that are speaking out you know i mean there there's a lot of athletes that use it like jacob was saying and you just don't know like matt barnes throughout i'm matt barnes matt barnes played pretty much every game high right i've heard that i've heard that yeah lebron james Shaq. yeah but continue yeah and you know, I, I can kind of see both sides as well because, like, you know, some people get caught, some people don't. So it's just one of those, like, it's just hard to judge. But, you know, I don't usually, you know, take other people's, like, opinions and just agree with them without doing my own research. But I think most of the athletes that are speaking out about it do use it. So they kind of have more of an understanding than I would. So I'm kind of, like, leaning towards them, whereas, like, you know, I think – they should have allowed her to run because i mean it's it was like three months in advance before the game like if it was caught like the day before and you were gonna be under the influence i can see like well she's affected in some way it's just yeah. weird man but I <laughs> yes mean, but yes then again it you never know like people people get stopped in their cars all the time and you know they're clearly under the influence of marijuana but like they're they're good at like hiding it so I mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal because, I mean, I, like I said, it's not a performance-enhancing drug. Yes, it relieves stress, but I don't. I think once you're in the moment, because I've played sports, I've always been stressed before. But like once it starts, like I'm good. Like stress or no stress, I'm I'm gonna play the exact same way, you know. But yeah, I mean, if anything, I think marijuana is a it slows you down. So I don't understand why, like, a social movement, if social movement, if your social, your thinking, your movement is down. So I don't understand, and I just, I don't know. I think the weed thing is dumb, and the problem is not to be on a rant, not to be a John Miller here. John, I know you're listening, but the problem is this. Hey, shout out to John. The problem is this. <laughs> I think America gets more money from prison systems than they would if they just taxed weed, and that's a problem because. Prisons, if you if you legalize weed, prisons are going to lose a lot of money because I feel like majority of people are in weed on prison uh, on uh, in prison on weed charges. So I say America just tax weed and just Hell be yeah. done with it. You know what I mean? Like so you can legalize it. You know that's all I gotta say. So trans, no, I I I completely understand. I think that the prison system's broken as well. Um, I think that they should. 
tax weed. Yeah, legalize um, it. We are coming to the root of all U.S. problems on this podcast. Really, we are... We're yeah. Joe Rogan now. Yeah, we are Joe Rogan. Um, but, so, I thought that it would be a good idea, since all five of us are here, um, and I mentioned it last week on the show, to have a starting five plus six man for all-time NBA. Um, and so... What we're going to do is it's going to be a snake draft. You have a point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, center, six man, um, and we are going to go through it. Um, buddy, you are going to have the first pick. I'm going to have the second pick. Connor's going to have the third pick. Adam's going to have the fourth, and then uh, Avery's going to be picking last, and then it's going to be a snake, as always. So then it goes back down. Avery gets it. Keep on going. Okay? So – as buddy, who would you like as your first pick? We all pretty much know one of two people are going to get off the board here. So, Mike Bibby. who would you who would you Mike like? Bibby. Mike Bibby. <laughs> Bold pick to choose Carl Malone. I mean, interesting. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah, you already know who I'm going to pick. I'm going with my favorite player of all time, Michael Jordan. Adam's not going to like this, as well as you know, probably 50 percent of the NBA community. Because I think this is like probably the most controversial debate in sports, LeBron, Michael Jordan. But I'm going to go with Michael Jordan because, in my opinion, he's the GOAT. And, yeah, oh, no, sorry, no explanation yes. needed. Oh, beat up, GOAT. Oh, beat All right. GOAT, real, real, <laughs> <laughs> All right, real, real quickly before we proceed. John um, Stockton, interesting pick. <laughs> shut up. Um, so, oh, real Randy quick. Randy Johnson. Um, are we allowing – so, say, for instance, I get, like, Kareem and Shaq, right? Am I allowed to put Kareem at a power forward, or do they have to? Their primary position have think, to be a power forward, I think, or their their regular position? I think since we are doing a lot of people, I think it should be the position they primarily played in their career. So for so that I'm going to be a vote against that. All right. So I, I, we can I'm, we can vote. So yeah, I think that it would be interesting of like yeah you can move him around, but if like Kareem played what his entire career, like he played a center. He played center. You should probably try to keep him as center, or I mean, you put him in the six. Obviously, but like, like, say for instance, I wanted Larry Bird. Don't put. So my my sorry. next pick is going to be LeBron James. Obviously, small forward. Yes, but if I wanted, say for instance, it comes around to me and I get Larry Bird, Move could him. I put him at a power forward position or something like that? I think just don't put centers at point guard. And, I mean, yeah, obviously don't shit like that. Yeah. And I right. think you could be a little bit of flexibility. Like, but okay. like Anthony Davis. Could I'm putting Shaq as my uh, small forward. He's going to be great. All, All right. right. So you wanted LeBron. I wanted LeBron. Connor. I'm chewing. I'm chewing. I am choosing Kareem. Center. Yes. Abdullah Jabbar. All right. Adam. Uh, I've been talking about him. My boy Larry. Small Larry. Small forward. Bird. I want Larry. You know what? I'm sorry. I want Larry at the point guard position. He's a great passer. He can play defense. He's a shooter. He's yeah, a scorer. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm dead ass serious. Put him at the point guard position. I could. Okay. S- I could see it. I mean, he's Larry Bird. Gonna be a big ass team. All right, <laughs> back to back, my good man. Larry at point guard. Mm-hmm. All right, Shaq and Kobe. Shaq and Kobe. That is a nasty immediate one-two combo. I knew he was choosing Kobe, but I didn't think he was grabbing Shaq. Had to. All right. All right. You get Yep. Um, I'm going to do Hakeem Lajuan at the center position. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm choosing You're Magic. <laughs> You're getting Magic? Okay. Magic at the point guard. Is Lajuan with an A? Just Alaj- put the so, so, technically, uh, Avery and I are building the Lakers dynasties currently right now. Um, you said who? 
Magic. Magic. Point yes. My, give my boy Magic. Um, I'm worried that the center is going to drop off really quick. So I'm going Wilf the Stilt here. Dang. Um, I'm going Wilt Chamberlain man. for my center. All right, you get back-to-back, bud. Uh, first, I'm going to go Tim Duncan. All right. I'm going to put him at the five, though. Because mm. okay. I don't really – yeah, I'm putting him at the five. And then I'm going to go Kevin Durant at mm. the four. I like that. I feel – I said this last week, too. I think Kevin Durant, you can literally throw him on any team, and he'll still drop 30 points easily. Yeah. Whether he has the ball or whether he doesn't. So Buckets. Yeah. The only thing is him and Michael are going to argue a lot, but whatever. <laughs> hey, if Michael's taking it personally, he's getting a 60. Like, yeah. make him mad all day. Um, so, I'm going to go with here. Um, Hurry your I'm, ass up. <laughs> um, I'm. I said hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> I think the drop-off between Michael, Kobe, and my pick, Dwayne Wade – to the rest of the the shooting guards is a big one. Why does so I'm going Dwayne, Dwayne Wade as my shooting guard. That's a good pick. I like that. All right, Connor. Ooh boy, um, Steve Largent. Man, he could do Randy it. Randy Johnson. Plays he, he, could, power he could forward. do it. He could do it. Um, I'll go young. I'm gonna choose Steph. Um, you got at shooting guard. Yeah, I, I mean. I think when all said and done, he'll probably be one of the greatest shooters of all time. I mean, like, if you got Akeem, not Akeem, but if you have Kareem, who's basically going to skyhook two points forever, just pass it out to Magic. We'll just pass it to, you know, Steph when he's open. He's going to get you, like, what, three points, basically, what, 50%? So, like, I think that's a nasty, like, I will always make buckets. We will never turn the ball over. Buckets. I am going to go with James Harden at the the small four position at the small four are you sure you are just you are just going wild is, is okay are you are you trying to save that small four or those yeah, small four, okay. yeah. Yeah, but let me do what i'm doing all right <laughs> basketball is pretty much positionless now so yeah okay um i'm gonna go alan iverson dang it that was my. That was, I was hoping he's come around to me again. And then, hmm. I made research. I did research before here. Let me think of someone. Yeah, doing research. This is easy. I got a squad. Really, you can really with my team. You can look at it. I don't know why I'm taking so long to think. I just want to make sure I don't just say a name randomly and be like. Ah, I should have got this guy. Um, freak. I'm sorry. Uh, go Anthony Davis. Power forward. A D. That is not who I was expecting there either. Okay. Who Who are you expecting? Uh, not A D. All right, uh, Adam. We're back to you. My shooting guard position. I would like Clay Thompson. Shooter defense. Adam's doing drugs. He's under the influence. Ah, we need with, to get this man drug tested. James and Clay. All what's wrong time? with them? I don't understand. They're you, all-time great shooting guards, Can you tell me my though. positions that I have picked so far? Point guard, shooting guard, center. I don't understand what's wrong with my forward, a power forward, and a sixth. Um, I know it is. You're going to tell me. I know it was a great pick. I'm going to go Charles Barkley as power forward. 
So yeah. like that man, that man's just gonna be in the paint, and I think he's the. I gotta have someone to go up against Shaq. Like I know I got Keem, but <laughs> Charles Barkley's not going to get <laughs> yeah. Shaq. I know, but just because think of the camaraderie and the and, and if we could have had if they actually played in the same era together. They did play in the same era <sighs> together. I mean, um, like not both in their primes. So I'm going with the. Um, I'm going I'm with the White Wonder. I'm going with Dirk Nowitzki as my power forward. Boo boo. You don't like dirt? No. The Mr. One Legged Fadeaway himself. Eight, you get back to back. One thing about Dirk, we always make fun of Dirk because, like, in his last season, he just looked like he was about to die. Dirk, his like, knees were dead. Dirk, <laughs> like a dead hey, he got old him, ass hey, listen, llama. He got himself a sister, <laughs> and she made him lunch for every day he was in the NBA, apparently. So good for him. Yeah. Uh, my next pick, I'm going to go uh, Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah, Th- the old Isaiah Thomas, the Pistons Isaiah Thomas, the Celtics Isaiah Thomas. No, I because he, I mean, I th- personally think he's the fourth greatest point guard, arguably third, because you could throw him up there with like him and Oscar. So yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go. It. What position am I missing? I'm missing a three, small, right? Small forward and a six man. Uh, small forward. I'm gonna go six man first. I'm gonna go Lou Will. I picked mm. him the last time too. We're doing like real six. Yeah, man? you can do like best available. It doesn't have to be an oh. actual six man. Oh. Okay, never mind then. That was a good one. Though. Um, that was a good pick. Shoot. First, wait a minute. Wait That's a motherfucking good. minute. <laughs> y'all got mad. Y'all, oh, only oh, option. Oh no! And then y'all said it's a good pick to Lou. That's a bad pick because, because he was confused about like the rules. Six man. I wouldn't pick Lou. I pick Mono. James Harden oh, could be yeah. your six man for God's sakes. All right, my my three. I'm gonna go uh, Scotty. That's two picks, right? I mean, we're all, all building right. dynasties yeah. around teams here, yeah, Michael and yeah. Scotty. All right, Jacob. You need, need a, a point guard, correct? Yeah. Um, Chris Paul, baby. See, Chris Paul's actually a good one, but I'm gonna pass on him. Ben Simmons. And the reason why is no reason for my own, um, but. I'm going with Mr. Assist himself, John Stockton, yep. as my point guard. That can make sense. Um, I got D. Wade. I got LeBron. I got Dirk and Wilt. Those guys are going to shoot. So, um, so I need a guy who's going to distribute the ball. So uh, my starting five right now, I do need a six-man, is John Stockton, D. Wade, LeBron, Dirk, and Wilt. So we have the Miami Heat dynasty. We have the Bulls dynasty. We have the pre-Kobe Shaq Lakers dynasty. We have whatever the heck he's doing. And we have the... 2000s Kobe Shaq dynasty. You got, you got yeah. Showtime. I got Kobe. Yeah. Yeah. So um, who you got? I'm going Oscar Robinson as my six man. Robertson. Robertson. That's his name, isn't it? You Just said say the big O. Oh, Robertson. Yeah. Um, the, the big O. The big O. I mean, he's the one who pioneered the triple double, pretty much. So I mean, the, you the only get... reason why I didn't pick him is because I know that I'm going to put this on Instagram, and our kids are yeah, 12 stupid. years old, and so they don't know who how good the big O really was. What is the last position I'm missing? You're needing small forward. Do you need? Do you need this? Oh, he he needs a small forward. Who was his six man? Oscar Robinson. Okay. Did Oscar Robinson your, play the small four position? No, no. He's a point um, guard. Who is your point guard? Magic, Magic and stuff. Okay. Can I pick my team? Okay. <laughs> you need a power forward. I need Magic power forward. center. I'm going to go. He could do it. I need someone that's going to play a little defense. Well, Dennis Rodman. Man, little, that's a defensive man right there. Squad. I'm going to get Bill. Bill, Bill Russell. Russell. You got the smallest team here. Dog. Ten rings. <laughs> 
One for his pinky toe. I would have gone uh, Kevin Garnett, but you know I'm not a really big Kevin, big Kevin Garnett guy. That's I fine. just I don't I don't believe everything anything's possible. I just don't. All right, <laughs> anything's so, possible. So I'm go Dr. J is my small forward. Dang, that's. <laughs> <laughs> and then my sixth man, I'm gonna go James Worthy. Okay. Don't. No one. I don't care about Instagram. I'm going James Worthy. Yeah, if you James know, Worthy's if you know, you player. know. Yeah, James Worthy's a dog. James Worthy was James Worthy. the better player on that UNC uh, that Chapel Hook uh, team with Michael Jordan. Fun, I'm missing. Fun I'm, story. I'm, My dad played basketball against James Worthy at Freedom James. or Tuck CG Park because he used to he used to live in Charlotte. Tuck CG Park. <laughs> yeah. Why would you go over there? <laughs> My grandparents were. All right. So I'm missing small forward, right? So. Yes, it's my, my team black. is AI, Kobe, Dr. J, AD, Shaq, and James Worthy. Mm. Right. My six man is going to be a little bit of a... I was going to do it, but... No, I want to do it. I need, I need somebody that can do a little bit of everything. I have a lot of defense, so I'm not really worried about his defense. I'm going to put Luka. Luka Don, I think he's potentially like an all-time great yeah. player. I think he's going to get triple-doubles. I think he can shoot the three. Not a consistent base, but he can shoot the three. He can distribute the ball. My team goes as if. I am actually going to switch it up. I'm sorry. I'm going to do James Harden at the one. I'm going to put. I'm sorry. Who's my team? Let me see my team real quick. Let's see my team. They're still slow and average. Yeah, I'm going to put James Harden at the one. Clay at the two. I'm keeping there. Uh, I'm going to put Larry at the three. Where are you putting Luca? Oh, Luca, six, six man. And I'm going to put right. Bill. At the four, and I'm put uh, Hakeem at the five. I got some towers. Bro, um, y'all are averaging seventy points a game. What? <laughs> Hakeem's a twenty. First of all, ain't no center on here that can stop current uh, Hakeem. Just letting y'all know that now. Um, Wilt uh, the stilt. It's my turn. Yes, yeah, um, you need a small forward. I'm choosing Kawhi. That is the only small forward I know that basically could be a lockdown defender on anybody and play any position. So. Um, I still think that I could have chose like what Paul Pierce or a lot of other accomplished, but oh, watching gosh. that man drag like Kawhi was the right decision. Yeah, yeah, like I, I, I was about to say Kawhi, even though he's you know he's been in for eight, and I know that his run with the Clippers didn't happen the best this year, and last year was messed up. You know they lost the three one whatever, but I think if if Kawhi was playing with the Clippers, I think they would have beaten the Suns. So I got to choose Kawhi. I think that's like a lockdown defense, and he's going to get you buckets. And if you go to the playoffs with them. That's a different man. Kawhi, I mean, he he might not give me all the games I need in the regular season, but come playoff time, if he's healthy, he's going to drop, what, 20, 30 points a night with all right. lockdown defense. Jacob seems proud of his six-man decision. You actually said it, Mr. KG, Mr. Kevin Garnett is oh. my sixth man. Um, I'm letting you know I, I was very torn on whether to go with KG. I needed defense. KG can also score when need be, but – I was very conflicted over him or Chris Paul, um, but ultimately I felt like my defense was lacking more than anything. You didn't choose um, Carmelo so Anthony? I, I, Demarcus Cousins isn't he like one of your favorite players? Yes, but Demarcus Cousins is not an all-time great. I come to uh, win, Connor. Pause. I think the Kings, Demarcus Cousins. I think like he may not be like he's great, all-time he's great. These guys level. He could have been though. That's it. That's the he thing. Could've, he could have. See, that's my thing. If Buddy, okay, Buddy has the next last pick, and if he says Derrick Rose, you guys be like, "Oh no, Derrick Rose." But no, 
of course you're not picking Derrick Rose from the Knicks. He's picking Derrick mm-hmm. Rose from this prime Bulls team. I'm just saying. What about Darko Milicek, one of the greatest draft picks no. by the Detroit Pistons no. around everybody else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm you gave me an idea. Him. Now I'm tempted to pick Derrick Rose, but nah. I'm going to go with uh, Gary Payton. Yeah, I think he's the a, claw. Yeah, the, the glove. Well, the glove, my bad. Yeah, yeah. Like a, why, why is the claw? But. Yeah, yeah. But I, yeah, I think he's miss. one of the... <laughs> Now, I think he's not only one of the most underrated point guards. I think he's one of the most underrated players because everybody talks about supersonics. Nasty. Yeah, exactly. Nasty. And people always talk about his defense, but I mean, the dude could score. Like he averaged twenty points a few times, multiple times, and he also averaged eight plus assists multiple times. So I mean, he had no weaknesses in his game, and he almost beat Michael Jordan because yeah. he played better defense on Michael Jordan than probably anybody has. And this man has Michael Jordan on his team. What are we doing here? Michael Jordan yeah, drops. I got to take the player that can mess him, the yeah. two players that can guard him, like Scotty and Gary. Michael Jordan yeah. dropped 69 against Larry, and Larry still won. Nice. <laughs> Larry dropped 37 just using his left hand. Nice. Larry walked in the locker room and asked the boys, boys. All right. Which one so of y'all getting second place today? We will be setting up. I will be setting Larry up the draft momentarily. Y'all talk crap about each other's teams. So real quickly, just so they understand, um, my team is uh, John Stockton at the point guard, Dwayne uh, D Wade at the shooting guard, LeBron LeBron James at the small forward. Um, I have Dirk at the power forward. I have Wilt Chamberlain at the center, and then I have Kevin Garnett at the uh, six man position. Think of your team. So my team is amazing. First of all, I feel very confident that my team could be. First your of all, team. your team is slow as fuck because you <laughs> yeah. your team. All right, Link went back out to the chat. Bill, Bill ran like a 4-4. 40. What? Bill. Yeah, Bill was it. Yeah, and Hakeem is what? He plays soccer. I'm yeah, good, dog. You know, Hakeem almost said a who's B Fortin? That's Brent. Brent. Oh. Cannot join draft. Just try again. Oh, it's because Jacob took my spot. I'm sorry. If you need to move around, just move around. I'm good at four. So we're doing a football draft now, an actual fantasy football PPR yes, this is, draft. There's only six of us, so it's going to be a, a fully loaded stacked draft. So Boom, you know boom. Wilt Chamberlain almost set records for like bodies he had on the road? Swimming. It's Wilt, baby. Fucking. Wants. I'm surprised he didn't get AIDS first. I got hope. Hey. What? Bro, just, just don't be doing my man magic like that. Magic, thanks for the assist. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it, you see that TikTok? Did you see apparently, that? Apparently magic was on a condoms commercial. No, he wasn't on a condoms commercial. But this guy comedian said if magic was on the Trojan box, people would think twice about putting it on. And then he was like, imagine the commercial. You wake up from a regrettable one night stand and you look at the Trojan box and you see Magic's face <laughs> and you say, Magic, thanks for the assist. <laughs> because All right, I'm starting this. He should be All right, so right now the uh, the extent is, or the draft order, Gabe, a.k.a. Buddy, is number one. Adam is two. Um, Connor is three. I don't know who four, five, and six is because um, Connor's an asshole and didn't let me look. Uh, Avery, I know I'm five. It, I'm four. Avery is four. Jacob is five. Brent is last. All right, so here we go. We're going to live commentate this. All right. Boom, All right. Boom, First boom, overall yeah, pick. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, three, two, one, go. I already know. Man, we don't give a fuck. 
Is it starting? Yeah, go ahead. Where should be here? Oh, it started. Pick Christian McCaffrey. I know you're gonna do it. Pick him up. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Already, already, I don't even have to explain that. I feel like anybody who has the number one pick who doesn't pick Christian McCaffrey is going to end up regretting it. Unless you get Derrick Henry, maybe, but you never know. All right, Adam. All right, I'm going to pick so Adam. AK. And I'm, I'm the Alvin mic's Kamara. next to you. Alvin Kamara got next. What a surprise. I'm next. I'm choosing Derrick Henry because the king. Dalvin Cook's probably better pick there, but I like Derrick. Is it me? Yes, it's you. You're oh, fourth. I got Dalvin. All right. Um, right now, um, I'm taking I'm taking Saquon off the board just because I need a running back. So I am the fifth one, right? Yeah. And then Brent, who is your pick? I so appreciate you taking Saquon Barkley. I'm gonna take. Um, I'm gonna have to take Tyreek Hill and Ezekiel Elliott. Mm. Okay. Oh, I like that, Brent. I like that. Um, I'm going with arguably probably the best wide receiver in the game. Um, well, Thomas, he's not. Or he's not. I mean, no, no. You can look. Not. You can look him up. Um, I'm to. going with Devonte Adams. Um, I'm worried that he's not going to be as productive if Aaron Rodgers isn't there. But as we said earlier on the show, I think it's a 50-50 shot. So um, if he it does come back, Aaron Rodgers does come back. Um, he'll be a monster. So, oh, well, Avery? I'm going to the man that almost won me my championship with uh, Stefan Diggs. Dang. Yeah. Um, I'm choosing D-Hop. I think that, of course, I mean, that's the other probably the top three best wide receivers are off the board. So, I'm going to have a little fun here. I'm going to go Calvin Ridley. I think he's going to have a huge year. And I just can't I wait. Agree. I like. I really enjoy watching Calvin Ridley. Do you know his brother? Place for the Chicago Bears. I forgot his name, but I know the last name is Ridley. And <laughs> nice. So I, I I just like him. He's a nice like he he look like a gazelle out there when he play football. And like I I think that he might be the Stephon Diggs of this season of like just kind of Stephon Diggs was good obviously, but like I think that he's gonna Calvin Ridley is gonna be top three, top five wide receivers this year. And pause, pause. Jacob was talking to me about this last week that you guys had like this duo thing, like wide receiver duo. I think next year, Kyle Pitts and Calvin really can be wide receiver. At the end of the year, Kyle Pitts is going to be a receiver. This, he's a receiver body. Like he's going to be a receiver. They need a receiver. I mean, tight ends can only do so much for you. They can be great, but he's going to be a receiver. So I think the top the top duo next year is going to be Kyle Pitts and Calvin. But okay, that's a bold claim. I'm going to go with the player who's the best quarterback in the NFL's favorite target, Travis Kelsey. He was my, the best player in my lineup last year, and he's gonna he's showing no signs of slowing down. He's going to probably be top five in receiving yards again this year. So I'm going to go Travis Kelsey. Yeah, you're – Oh, yeah, I go again. Justin Jefferson, baby. That's my favorite receiver in the NFL right now. Yeah. Overrated. Overrated. Perfect for PPR. I think I think you're on. Don't listen to him. You're smart. Yeah, Justin Jefferson is going to have a great year this year. I would like, Jefferson he, is not that good next year. You don't think so? Him and Adam Thielen are like the same player. <clears throat> no, I think he will. I think y'all, y'all are sleeping on him. Everybody slept on him last year. Look what he did. Hey, you're overrated when you break Randy Moss's records, you know. Overrated. All right. Uh, 
Who's next? Adam. Adam, you're back. To oh, my bad, dog. My bad, dog. Hey, my bad, my bad. Drew Brees. <laughs> Drew Brees. <laughs> I'm going to pick up um, Antonio Brown for the – Um, You know, I'm looking at him. I thought you were serious. I'm going to have a little bit of fun again. I'm going to get Darren Waller. I think him being the number one pick, the number one option for uh, Derek Carr, he, he played last year against my Saints, and, like, my Saints had a pretty good defense. And he was dicking them down last year. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. Like, I, we couldn't stop him. So, um, running backs will get you points, especially in a PPR league, especially those who catch as well as run. So, I'm taking Austin Eckler. Um, hopefully, the their quarterback that hopped into the starting role after they punctured their other quarterback's lung uh, keeps up his performance, and Justin Herbert throws the ball, and Austin Eckler does pretty well. I think that offense is going to be pretty good. So, we'll see. Hmm. Taking Nick Chubb. Because I think he's the best running back out of the rest of these guys. Thousand yard rusher, ten plus touchdowns. Yeah, Nicky Chubby. So I'm taking Nick Chubb. Um, my guy. Um, tight ends are few and far between. Um, yeah, take your so boy. I gotta take George Kittle. Um, was injured last year, but I think he's gonna be really good this year. The only man I know that like got like a hundred yards on a broken foot. Brent, what you got? I uh, I, I think I'm going back. Hoping that Jonathan Taylor can uh, continue what he ended last season on for the first pick, and then you know what? Um, I think I will take Aaron Jones. Just load up on the running backs. Hey, get hey, I feel you. I mean, you yeah, got to run back squad. You got to ask Brent how he feels about Joe Mixon. Brent, how do you feel about Joe Mixon? I um, I would like to not comment on that. Fair. Um, he so doesn't like Joe Mixon. That's I am going with who I think is going to be going to take a big step up this year, um, even with Julio, um, and I'm going with uh, A.J. Brown. Um, Boom. And Boom. so right now Boom. I have uh, Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown as my wide receivers, George Kittle and Saquon. So uh, Avery goes to you. Uh, D.K. Metcalf. Okay, D.K. That's a good pick. If DK Metcalf was still on the board, I would have picked him. But you know what? I know that, you know, at this point we're in round four. I know there's only six of us. I'm taking Patrick. I mean, that man's going to get you points. I mean, that man that man does not stop. The winningest record, like, ever out of any quarterback so far. I mean, like, he's going he's gonna to do did, well. I did test that pick in a six-man mock draft. What did he say? He despises that pick in a six-man mock draft. I'm going to get Michael Thomas because Saints loyalty. And I believe Michael Thomas is still the best receiver in the league. Um, people are, are prisoners of moments. But, you know, the young man had a, a terrible ankle injury last year. He didn't play a lot of games. In the game against the Chicago Bears, he played very well in the wild card round. So, Michael Thomas for the dub. Mr. 149. Think about that. Y'all don't th- Hold on, pause. Y'all don't think about that. The man had 149 catches in a season. It's always, it's always 150 catches. Slant boy. Mm-hmm. And he had Drew Brees. So we got to see if yeah. uh, Jameis yeah. Winston will, will keep that up. Where's your Where's your all-time receiver at? Oh, The Hall of Fame. Oh, in jail or on the Bucks? So calm down. What receiver's in jail? Nobody. I was talking about Antonio Brown. But He's not yeah. on my team no more. All right, I'm your a, turn. I'm, I'm, I'm going to round out my running back core. I'm going to get Antonio Gibson. I, mm. I don't think last year was a fluke. 
I think he's the real deal. And I think the pickup of Curtis Samuel is going to open up more opportunities for him in the running game, but also in the passing game as well. And like you were saying, Connor, catches mean a lot, especially. I mean, PPR. For any, yeah, PPR. So, yeah, I think Antonio Gibson's going to have a even better year this year. You get another one. Oh, I keep forgetting I get another one. Um, Let's see. Y'all can search players, by the way. Yeah, you can search. You can go by position. For some yeah. reason, there's not like a list on here. Um, I get this. I did the I, best I could, Avery. No, you're good. You're good. I, I've gotten this dude every single year for like the past three years. I'm going to go Allen Robinson. Mm. Probably the most underrated receiver in the NFL. I mean, he's unguardable. He's big. He's got size. No he drums. can catch in traffic. Doesn't drop the ball. So I'm going to go Allen Robinson. I think he's going to – He always he's always up there with like – Top. top five, top seven receivers in the league. And you have Blake Bortles and Mitchell Trubisky his whole career. I'm going to pick the – don't you slander Blake I'm going to pick the running back that I believe can take the Steelers to a good game. I'm going to get Najee. It's a good pick. Don't blame me for that one at all. I think Najee's going to have, like, an Ezekiel Elliott rookie season. Please. And that's so Ben's not going to tear his arm up. If the Steelers get a, the Steelers get a running game, Ben's going to be playing for another Watch four out. years. Watch out. Thank you. You're the only reasonable person I've ever talked to. Well, that's what happened. With that, that, that's what happened. All with right, Drew. so we're gonna cut that Steelers stuff off where it takes on like twenty, thirty minutes. Um, you're just mad because the, the, the yeah, yeah, you can't. Man, you're just mad because we talked about the Panthers for like two minutes. Man, this has been an hour and a half podcast. I want to go to bed. Uh I think with Dak coming back and all this stuff, I'm gonna take Amari Cooper as my wide receiver. I think that he's gonna have a bounce back year. I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, I, I think – I mean, I he's sometimes a pain where it's like you'll start him and he'll get you 60, and then another week it's like four. But I think, like, with Dak coming back and a lot of that stress of, like, you got to prove that contract, I think he'll do well. So, I'm obviously biased, but uh, I want another receiver. And you'd think I'd go Juju, but he's a slot receiver for the most part. And I'm going to take Chase Claypool as the red zone deep ball and I think he should be y'all number. He can be. Y'all should be. He should, should. He should be number one next year. I'm sorry, Juju. You're not that guy. We have like. You're not that. We guy. have like three number ones, really. They're, Deontay Johnson's not a number one. I'm sorry. Like he's. An, I'm he's not a, talking about like number one, like Julio. I'm just saying they're all the ball spread out so easily. Yeah. There's not like a clear cut. I get but that. I get that. Chase like in physicalities. Chase yeah. Is okay. Number one. So, I don't. If this was a real league. And we really had to keep these teams. I wouldn't pick this. But I think that Joe Mixon has the highest upside out of all these guys. Um, but the problem with Joe Mixon is he can't stay on the field to save his life. Um, so, if if this was a real thing, I don't know if I would be able to take Joe Mixon. But since this is kind of just like a mock draft, um, I'll take Joe Mixon here. Brent, what you got? Yeah, I, um, I, I really – I drafted Aaron Jones and realized that – I was so accustomed to Connor and I's fantasy football league format that Aaron Jones isn't starting in the lineup. I'm glad to see, though, that this does not matter because I'm going to take Keenan Allen and Terry McLaurin. Solid. Keenan good Allen picks. and Terry McLaurin are good picks. Good picks. Um, I'm going with somebody who is constantly overlooked, and I think that Matthew Stafford being on his team would just elevate him higher. Um, I'm going with Robert Woods here. Um, I think that Robert Woods – is going to be an excellent, uh, excellent addition to that. Or Matthew Stafford is going to be huge in that team. Yeah. Um, Avery, who you got? Um, I'm gonna take Josh Jacobs. 
as one of my running backs. Yeah, hopefully he plays. Assuming he plays, I'm going to take him. Yeah. It's my turn. Um, I still got a wide receiver spot to, f- to fit in there. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Clyde Edwards-Hilaire because I think that I want another running back before they're all actually gone. Um, running back, quarterback combo, always a nasty combination if you can, like Sam Darnold and Christian McCaffrey or um, Alan Kamara and whoever the heck the Saints will throw out there, if it's Taysom Hill or uh, – um, Oh, it's definitely Jameis. I know. I know. Yeah, I don't understand this. Okay. This is who I thought Jacobs was going to pick when he said, like, Matthew Stafford's on his team. I want to pick Cam Akers. I think he played really very well last year. Really very well. That's crazy. Um, very well last year, and I think he'd be pretty good. No, keep going. Draft board. Um, what you call him? I I was gonna I was gonna go with Dak because I believe in Dak, but you know I can't ignore like the weapons that Kyler has this year. So I'm gonna go with Kyler. I'm gonna mm. take Kyler off the board. He, I mean, look at the rush yards he had. Yeah, and plus he can throw the ball, so and he has top three receiver in the league. So I'm gonna go with Kyler. And I wonder then, if AJ Green's gonna come back and do well for him. I think he will. Um, he he doesn't have he doesn't have to be the number one, or he doesn't have that have to have that pressure. Um, shoot, I'm gonna go with man. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with CD Lamb. Get other that, piece of that I, offense. I feel like that's a high risk player, but I it's, I feel like he's also a high reward because you know, I mean, I don't think it was a fluke how he played last year. Also, so I think he's going to do well, especially with Dak back in the lineup. So I'm gonna go uh, CD. Adam, I am gonna go with Dak Prescott from the University of Mississippi. Mississippi um, State. I can't well, wait I, to see him back on the field. My colors are showing. I'm taking DJ Moore, 1,000-yard wide receiver. Um, hopefully with Sam Donald and Chris McCaffrey back, you can have an even more dynamic offense, hopefully, especially with C-Mac coming back. So uh, i got to get at least one of my Panther boys. So uh, I'm taking Josh Allen. Yeah. Pair him up with Stephon, plus he was QB1 in fantasy last year. It's a nasty combo. So double points for touchdowns to each other. I like Josh Allen. <coughs> Man's um, got a big arm. So, do we have to explain every pick? No, um, I'm going with Josh. <laughs> I'm going with. I'm going with Josh Dobbins here. Um, I think that he's great running back. Um, I think that the Ravens are a run-heavy offense. J.K. So. Dobbins, sir. J.K. Dobbins, you J.K. Get it. Simmons. Brent, what you got? All right, I, I think I'll finally go for a, a quarterback, and I'll take Lamar Jackson. And I think after that, I'm going to go, hmm, lots of interesting options here. I'm going to, ooh, do I, I have extreme trust issues with Julio Jones. Probably not a pick I would normally make, but a pick of circumstance. So Julio? Yep, it is Julio, yep. Okay. Um, so I am, this is me. Um, I think that this guy is the model for consistency. Um, and I don't really trust Jalen Hurts, um, or anybody like pick. that. So, um, <laughs> I'm going with Russell Wilson here. Um, I think that he's always 
top five, top seven quarterbacks in fantasy? Avery? Um, Mark Andrews. Good red zone tight end. Oh, good pick oh, up. There and Rack, Yak, whatever. Rack, Yak, um, Zach. I'm going to take Kyle Pitts. Uh, go on the rookie. See how he does. If, um, you know, you're over there, says he's going to be a really awesome receiver this year. So, hopefully, Matt Ryan will throw a lot of touchdowns to him. And I realize that this reset my stuff. We don't actually have a flex, but that's fine. It doesn't really matter. I'm going to get Kenny Galladay from the University of I Don't Know. I think he's going to have a great back- bounce back season. <laughs> the University of I Don't Know. That's where I went. I did too. The girls over there are wild. <laughs> I'm a with with my pick. I'm gonna go with David Montgomery. He ended the season like one of the top running backs in the league. So I think he's gonna pick up right where he left off. Hopefully with Justin Fields, it's gonna be a mean combo if they yeah, play together. Yeah, definitely. And then for um, tight ends. I feel like this is another one of those high risk, high reward players. I'm gonna go TJ Hawkins. TJ, I would think TJ. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the key things to fantasy is having a backup tight end in case somebody, in case a uh, uh, George Kittle or somebody gets hurt. Um, and this isn't my pick, so yeah. I don't know um, what the hell are you doing over there? Who's next? Adam. It's you Adam. Decide. I don't know why. <laughs> I thought it was yeah, mine. What are you doing over there, sir? Um, I like Jay Cooper Cup. I like Cooper <laughs> Cup. I don't understand why he's 21 here, but it is what it is. I'm going to pick a Cooper up up because, you know. Chris Godwin or Mike Evans? Um, Neither mm. one of them. They're both going to get injured this year, like they always do. You would do better going Deontay Johnson or Tyler Rocket. That is that is a good that is actually a good suggestion. Nah, you should go Chris Godwin. Um, I'm I'm probably gonna go actually Chris Godwin. I think that you're gonna have a lot more of a consistency out of him than Mike Evans. Mike Evans usually you're more like deep kind of threat kind of guy. A little He'll bit go for two hundred or zero. Yeah. So I'm gonna go the consistency route. I have D Hop. D Hop's usually like that where it's like feast or famine sometimes with him. So Avery, who are you gonna pick that he recommended? Oh, I'm taking Deontay. Okay. So, Deontay. so you're so Drop. when the Pittsburgh Steelers are on bye, you're done. Like you're. I only have two Steelers players. All right, so um, so as I was saying before, I realized it wasn't my pick. I think that you needed a backup tight end in case your main tight end gets hurt. Um, and this Robert guy, Tanyan. Um, I think that this guy is a great tight end. I love Robert um, And I'm actually going with Noah Fant here. Um, I think that he is a premier tight end, um, but injuries have kind of plagued his, if, him his if, whole career. If Aaron Rodgers goes to the Broncos, that's a good oh. pick. Uh, Brent, who we got here? Yeah, uh, let's 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 take a look here. I think um, he was playing I, with himself. I think the the ship has failed completely. Oh, oh on, it's uh, my turn for me. So we might just go back. We might circle back around to that one. I think I will take DeAndre Swift. Uh, there's no one else. What is, what is the Lions' offense? I I ask. Um, hopefully, DeAndre Swift is part of it. And then you know what? I think I will. I'll do a little bit of a reach, but I will hope that Zachers is elsewhere, and I'll go ahead. That's a good pick. I like Dallas Goddard. Yeah, Mr. Goddard. Um. So I'm going to break the mold here. Um. And I'm going with the defense. 
Um, and so I am – you would think that I would go with your Steelers, and your Steelers are great, if, obviously. If you're not picking the Steelers just um, early. But I am actually going with the Rams defense. Um, Aaron right. Donald, three-time defensive player of the year. Jalen Ramsey, um, great defense. So, um, You know Jalen Ramsey tried to get Stephon Gilmore to, to request a trade to the Rams. That's crazy. Like, that was actually going to happen. All right. A- Avery. Hmm. Yeah, I'm probably going to go back up tight end and take uh, Mike Gusecki. Mm. Mike. Uh, it's my turn. I want another running back. Uh, I've had Chris Carson for a few years, and he's always done me well. Um, but the Russell West, uh, not Russell Will, not Russell Westbrook. Yeah, he's playing for Seattle now. Uh, Russell Wilson, let Russ cook, and sometimes he gets injured, and then sometimes it's crazy. I think Miles Sanders will have a bounce back year this year. I mean, you know, the – the Eagles are in that rebuild mode, but um, we'll see what happens. And he was doing okay. So, I mean, hopefully with Jalen Hurts and that O-line's okay, and if they're healthy and Carson Wentz isn't on that team and they actually have some consistent play, we might actually see some good stuff out of them. I'm going to stay. I'm gonna stick with the uh, rookie running backs. I'm going to get Travis Etienne. I feel like they're going to have – he's going to get the ball a lot, probably like 10, 15, maybe 20 times a game, running, catching, and all that craziness. So, yeah, Travis Etienne. Do a Camaro experiment with him. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, two of my wide receivers have buys at the same time, and I don't like that. Well, I mean, he knew they real league because you can do whatever you yeah, want, my man. I, I know, but yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. I had Tyler Lockett last year. He was frustrating, but he won me a couple weeks. You know, he dropped, yeah, he dropped a, 60 what, points one time. Yeah, so, I mean, he has that boom potential, so I'm going to go with him. And then I'm going to take a running back. I'm going to go Miles Gaskin. Um, yeah. He, he was, was off my bench. Yeah, he, he he was nice last year, and I think, you know, they didn't really have, like, he became the number one for the Dolphins last year, so I think they're going to stick with that this year. I got T. Higgins. Thanks. Good pick. Oh, <laughs> this is taking way longer than I was expecting it's it okay. to. It's a good time. Adam Thielen. Uh, let me get a piece of that uh, that wide receiver combo. Piece of that ass. Honor, do you want a piece of Adam Thielen's ass? I'm sure. Thinking. He was a dentist, wasn't he, at one point? I'm going to take Odell. Never heard of him. Sold dentist equipment? I'm take Odell back. Odell's actually a good pick. Um, like it, like y'all have said, boomer bust, Mike Evans. Um, go for t- 200 yards or go for 50. But one thing that you can't deny is that he has talent. And so, um, Brent, he, who you got? He doesn't have talent. He's um, you know what? I think I will go uh, just with – my top two earlier, I think I'm going to go for Brandon Ayuk, and I'm going to take my backup quarterback and uh, Justin Herbert. All righty. That's a good pick. I like Justin Herbert. Um, let's see. Good kid. Good kid. He has an acne problem. You know, you need to get that clear for clear. But yeah, besides that, he's a great quarterback. Shut up. Um, they don't trust You know, I think with, with Julio – with A.J. Brown, I'm going to pick my backup tight end as well, and I'm going Ryan Tannehill here. Um, and no Aaron Rodgers still on the board, but we don't know if he's actually Sir, playing. Ryan Tannehill played wide receiver at Texan A.M., not tight end. <laughs> what? You said it's backup tight end, but you meant quarterback? Yeah, you get it. Okay. Just silly, uh, silly I'm going to take Tom Brady as my backup. Thomas Edwards Patrick Brady. Tom- I'm going to get Matthew Stafford as my backup. Um, I think that him in the Rams offense, he might actually be uh, starting a few weeks in really good matchups. I mean, if he really 
shows up and sho- shows up and shows out as what they expect of him. That's gonna be a pretty nasty starter right there. I want to pick Robert Tanya from the Green Bay Packers. Great, great tight end. Every single time I do fantasy on a Madden twenty one, you know who I pick up Robert Tanya. He's a cheap little option. He's fast, quick. Crisis averted. All right, uh, almost done. I'm gonna go with my backup QB. I'm gonna go with um, oh man. I'm gonna go with Matt Ryan. He he didn't really have that good of a year last year, but he's the backup man. He just needs it. Yeah. He, so I mean, he can he can win a game. And then uh, I'm gonna go Kareem Hunt. He's the best backup running back in the NFL. So they, they, if yeah, Nick Chubb gets hurt, he they were two headed monster last year. Sometimes yeah. Yeah. my backup quarterback is gonna be. A A Ron. I don't know why, but he didn't pick him up. But um, I need to choose my defense now. Um, I know Pittsburgh's going to be awesome, but I'm going to choose Washington. I feel like Ron mm. Rivera is really going to get that team going, and we sh- they showed out what they could do. And also, I didn't want to take Pittsburgh Avery, but that's fine. I took the Steelers. I'm about to say I wanted to give that to you as a little gift. I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to get a backup defense as well. Um, I'm going my 49ers just because. 49ers are awesome. Are they really? Brent, what you got? Um, let's see. I think I Chris Carson's still on the board. I feel like he's got too much upside to pass up there. And then I'll go ahead and um, I'll take my defense. I'll just take the Ravens. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm going Cortland Sutton here. All these teams are stacked. Uh, I'm going to take Mike Davis. Mike Davis. Um, this was my player that tried his best to save my season last year when I came in last and I got yelled at by, uh, uh, Brent, who was the coach that yelled at me for sucking? Hugh Jackson Jackson of the 0-16 Cleveland Browns. Yes. Um, I'm taking James Robinson. I mean, he was phenomenal last year and I don't know if he's going to have that same type of role, but I'll keep him on my bench as a backup for the love of the game. I got Jamar Chase. Good pick. And I got the Colts defense, and um, I got a kicker, whoever it's going to be. I'm not even there yet, but I'm getting a kicker. Makes sense. Oh, Justin Tucker off the board. Justin Tuck. Um, uh, I'm going to pick my defense, and I'm going to pick – I I won't pick the New England Patriots. Okay. Because fuck the Buccaneers. Are we only no kicker? <laughs> um <laughs> have a kicker. I'm gonna get Harrison <laughs> Butker because I like his name. Uh I'm gonna get Greg the leg. Hell hell we need a kicker for. No, I'm gonna get young uh, Hoku. I'm gonna get young Hoku actually. That dude. Young Ho. Uh, Brent. Uh, I'm going to end with Jason Sanders. I got to – so I think that completes the draft. What was your so draft grade? I got a 75. I got an 81. I got a 77. So for the projected overall, first place is Brent at 809. Second is Gabriel at 784. Jacob is third. I'm fourth. Avery is fifth and Adam is sixth. Fake so news. what is your what is your what was your grade, buddy? I had a, I had a B plus, eighty seven out of a hundred. 
I Brent, just, what was yours? For who, me? Yeah. Mine was 91. Jesus Christ. So, in starters, Gabriel is first, Avery is second, Jacob is fourth, Adam is fourth. Gabriel is first, Avery is second, Jacob is third, Adam is fourth, I'm fifth, and Brent is sixth. But his bench is leagues above everybody else in first. I'm second, Adam is... Adam Jones-led bench. Yes. Um, what did he say? He what? said he had Aaron Jones on the bench. <laughs> he said, Aaron what about Jones a bitch? <laughs> Aaron jo- Jacob is fourth, Gabriel is fifth, and Avery is sixth for bench. So See, at least I'm consistently middle of the pack on starters and bench. The only reason why I had a 75 is I don't have a kicker. Avery is last place for the bench with Fake 66 news. points. Fake news. <laughs> yeah, he y'all. doesn't have a kicker. <laughs> How is he going to win? Half his starting lineup isn't there. All right, guys. Well, it's been a long podcast. Um, we greatly appreciate you listening. Yeah. Um, tune in next week where we'll talk about more of the NBA Finals. We'll talk about baseball. Talk you know about you don't have to say news. it's been a long um, podcast. And so we will see you guys next week. Adam, buddy, Brent, we greatly appreciate you being on the podcast. As always, Avery and Connor, I greatly appreciate you guys as well. Boom, um, but boom, boom, we will see boom, you guys boom. next week. Have a good rest of your week, and we'll see you next week.